0: Let's jump into this week's episode. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Young and Old Podcast. Milana here. And joining me, as per usual, is Connor Graham.
1: What's up?
0: In the podcast studio. We are back to bring you another podcast, two weeks in a row.
1: Two weeks in a row.
0: How proud are you of us? We're
1: trying to get to every week, but we've got some stuff going on. Going to Barcelona. Next week. It's true. Connor
0: will be living out his Barcelona dreams finally.
1: Let's go. I might not come back. Um, I don't know. It's Barcelona's one of those places I've just always pictured myself being able to live, but I've never been. So I have no clue why I think that. <laughs>
0: All his dreams are coming <clears throat> true, you guys. This trip has been like three years in the making. It because genuinely has. COVID shut it down the last time.
1: Yeah, we take our interns <clears throat> international. Um to see our Brussels campus and shout out we, Brussels campus. Yes, Anybody in Brussels listening, give us a give us a little shout out on Instagram. We'd love to uh see you when I'm over there, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> no, but we uh we have a we have a campus over in Brussels, Belgium. And so we go over, we visit our our Red Rocks location in Brussels. We give the um, volunteers sort of like the weekend off and help serve in uh, some capacity and appreciate volunteers. And then because we're international and it's, like, so cheap to, like, go to different places, we normally go to, like, a different city for two or three days just for, like, a fun end-of-the-year, like, celebratory thing. And um, we're going to Barcelona to visit there for two or three days and then come back home. So... Do a little church work, have a little fun, and celebrate all the amazing interns who have worked for nine Shout months out for interns. free. Um, yeah, they've been, they've been an amazing class. So they deserve it. They've earned it. Um, and I just get to tag along. So there we right. go.
0: Amazing. Living out his Barcelona dreams.
1: Yes, I've been learning Spanish on Duolingo. <laughs> Aha. How's that going? I'm crushing it, actually.
0: Okay. Give me... <clears throat> like ask me as if i'm a restaurant person if you have if i have room for 20 people at the
1: restaurant uh, i don't know if i'm that I don't know if I'm there <laughs> that's
0: like the number one thing you're gonna need to like say to people there is hi can we have a table for 20 people
1: i think i could if i didn't feel embarrassed but i know that bread is pawn <laughs>
0: <laughs> amazing yeah if you are a spanish speaker on that listens to this podcast, rate Connor's Spanish of his.
1: But here's the thing: it's not it's not like Mexican or South American Spanish. It's like Spain, Spanish. Yeah, right. It's so like there's a lot of different pronunciations. Usted. Yes, I
0: remember that from Spanish three. Yeah,
1: a little a little more like lispier, okay. sounding, and not as like clean. What it is?
0: <laughs> yeah, I just was. Like,
1: <laughs> the pronunciations are just different. <laughs>
0: I believe you. I remember from Spanish class. I do remember that. Yeah. Um, well, my,
1: my goal in life is to be trilingual at some point. Oh. I don't know why. I think I want to be bilingual and, like, speak English and Spanish really well and then just know, like, enough, like, Italian or French to, I was like, say, to you get
0: by. Italian and Spanish are really similar. I've
1: yeah. I've heard. So. I, lying. I don't know. I have no idea why. I just kind of evolved. Well, maybe you'll come
0: it. back and you will just, like, from experience, be just able blow to blow
1: people away from my two, <laughs> two and a half days in Barcelona.
0: We'll see the next time you hear us on the podcast. We'll see how his Spanish is. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, we're excited to be bringing you another podcast two weeks in a row. Um, Connor thought of like a million different podcast ideas the other night. And so we're like constantly trying to just pour out more content um, and more ideas to bring you guys. So hopefully within these next few weeks, you'll start seeing um, a bunch more podcasts coming your way um, on a bunch of ranging topics. But
1: yeah, we got twelve on deck right now. Yeah. So maybe twelve weeks in a row. Who knows? We'll see. We'll try. We'll try our best.
0: <laughs> um, but I'm really excited about the two that we are recording today. Um, one will release. Um, this one will be released. What is that? Monday after Easter. Yep. Um, and we had a few that I think some people had sent in or maybe just experiences that we've had talking to people lately that involve mostly just like the workplace.
1: Yeah. Workplace stuff.
0: Yeah. Which is a big part of life is yeah. work and jobs and figuring that out. And so, um, we're going to tackle some topics there. Um, but actually a conversation I had a coffee the other day, um, of, just meeting with you guys, I'm seeing more and more um, just questions of how difficult it is to be like a young professional within the workplace, um, and and how to feel like you can succeed and grow and do all those things. Because um, sometimes it can feel like you get out of college and all of a sudden you're thrust into the workplace yeah. with all these people who have more experience than you and are older than you. Um, it's
1: kind of like that age old thing where like you get out of college. You're looking for like an entry-level job and everything says you need more experience, but you're like, how do I get more experience? And then <clears throat> I actually was talking to a young adult who kind of spurred on this thought was he was saying that he himself has experienced this. A lot of his friends have experienced this is that you kind of enter into the workforce, but because you're so young, um, you know, maybe right out of college or your early 20s, young professional, it's hard to be like taken seriously. And yeah. so... We're going to kind of be talking about earning your stripes today. How do you earn your stripes? How do you set yourself up for success? Mm -hmm. How do you be taken seriously in the workplace and set yourself up in a position to grow and maybe be promoted? Um, Yeah. And so I thought it was a good topic. Mm -hmm. Uh, Apparently, like my buddy that I was talking to knows a lot of friends who are maybe kind of running through this. And so earning your stripes. How do you earn your stripes, grow in your career, and be taken seriously as a professional um, as a young adult?
0: What would you say if you had to say like number one thing when oh, it man. comes to earning your stripes?
1: Number one thing for me, I think it's just the basics. Mm-hmm. I think that um, there's nothing more important than being on time. Yeah, I think for me that's something I've struggled with, <laughs> but something that I that I like, especially in the first like month or two of our internship. Like I'll send interns home that like aren't on time, and I I tell my wife like, oh. I'm, yeah, and I'm like, we can't like, we can't be late. I think that I think like there is probably this narrative, especially with millennials and even Gen Z, of just like, and I think it's totally unfair and unmerited, but it's like lazy, entitled, like not hard workers. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the number one things that like can alter that is when you show up to work, yeah, in, when you show up to work consistently. Yeah. And so I think being on time is so critical because it just shows everybody around you, it's an unspoken way of showing everybody in your in your job, in your workplace that you're taking this seriously and you should be treated as a professional because you can do the bare minimum which is like get there on time. Yeah.
0: It goes such a long way.
1: It goes such it a long way. It truly
0: does. I remember This was like drilled into me as a young teenager because I played sports and I had like really intense coaches who were like, we're going to teach you life lessons on top of volleyball and all these things. And a coach said it to me this way. Well, it was always the classic. If you're 15 minutes or if you're on time, you're 15 minutes late. I think is what they used to say. So if like they said to be there at nine, and you got there at nine, it's like you're you should have been here at 8:45. Yeah,
1: and you're like, then why did you say no? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it's the
0: point of like, yeah, don't be rolling up like on time, scrambling, that sort of thing. Of just having that mindset of like, show up prepared. Yeah, you know, was like was the message behind that. And I remember one time, um, my coach said it to me this way, and it's like stuck with me ever since. Is that like. When you're late, uh, consistently, you are showing people that your time is actually more important than others. Yeah. Like you're showing them like, oh, my time and what I need to do is more important than your time. Yeah. And time's like a valuable thing, especially in the workplace. It's like. Time's
1: your most valuable. Yeah. And yeah. so
0: it's a huge thing. And I, I've struggled with it at times and in different ways. And I get it. Sometimes things happen. And it's like something I still work on today of like remembering that of the importance of being on time and connor said that too but if you can like get that in your brain of like oh this makes a difference
1: yeah i think being on time is so important and then this one i don't know how much like this applies because i know that work-life balance is like a really big thing especially Mm -hmm. for like younger people but we have this like mantra within our internship and It really is one of the things that sort of like separates interns that go through like our internship program of interns who we really feel like might potentially be able not just to work at our church in the future, but work at a church in the future, Mm -hmm. um, versus interns who are maybe doing this as like a gap year or whatever is we, we kind of say not only be the like on time, we say like be the first one in and the last one out, Yeah. um, and and all that is is instilling like work ethic. Mm-hmm. And and maybe you can take that metaphorically if you're working like a, a nine to five or a uh a normal like job, but but I think there is something to like the first one in, last one out mentality. And and what I all I mean by that is again, like be on time and stay until the work is done.
0: Yeah, don't leave early. (laughs) Yeah,
1: I think there's just a lot of people where I think like we, especially post-COVID, that's shown us like um, the ability to work remotely and the ability to work from home. And even like there's a lot of places that sort of have like a hybrid work week where you come into the office, but you can leave kind of early or you come into the office a few days, but not every day. And I think what can happen is you can really start to like take advantage of that and not get done what needs to get done for the sake of flexibility. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's totally great if you have that flexibility available to you, but I still think if you want to be taken seriously in the workforce, especially as a young professional, maybe beginning your career or in the first phase or two of your career, you have to set the tone of your Not only your employer, but just your coworkers of like, Mm -hmm. I'm gonna be the first one here and I'm gonna be the last one out. I'm gonna be on time and I'm gonna stay until the job is done and I'm gonna be flexible when it's time to be flexible, but I'm also going to work when it's time to work. Flexibility isn't gonna be the thing that gets you promoted. Right. Following through, finishing, being reliable, showing people that you're somebody they can count on, that's gonna be what, what, puts you in somebody's eyes as a professional and like gets you promoted. And so Mm -hmm. I don't think you have to take that phrase literally first one in last one out. But I do think it can be a mindset that you put on yourself of, I'm going to be on time and I'm going to stay till the job is done. And when I have days where I can be flexible, I'm going to do that. But when I have days where work needs to get done, I'm going to, I'm going to get done. It's just work ethic. It's, do you, do you have a professional work ethic? Because that is a, a nonverbal way of communicating to people that you are a professional.
0: Yeah, and real quick, too, to add to that yeah. is, like, how are you showing up? How are you leaving? Like, are you showing up tired? Are you showing up disgruntled? Are you showing up, like, that it's very obvious that, like, you aren't excited to be there? Yeah. You know, like, it's like, oh, it's early, whatever. Yeah. And then, you know, like, how are you leaving? Um, <laughs> Like, are you someone that is fun to work with and like people are excited to be around like how you show up also matters other than just like showing up right and so that's like a huge part and I get sometimes work is like hard and there's hard seasons and there's times where I'm like I don't feel like going in today or like I get it um trust me but I think that's some like really good advice um that I've gotten of like how you show up matters and also like you can lean on Jesus, like, we have something and we have, like, a joy inside of us that can, like, help us. And so, like, take Jesus with you to work, you know? Like, if you're yeah. not feeling it one day, like, be like, okay, God, <clears throat> this sucks. I don't want to be here. I'm yeah. frustrated with whatever. But show up when you walk in those doors and, like, man, how you matter. Like, it matters how you show up.
1: Yeah, it's o- it's okay to be human. Everybody right. has bad days. Everybody has weird stuff that goes on in their life that will mentally affect you or emotionally affect you. But we all know that like, there's a level of like professionalism of like, can I be sad and still bring my best to work? Mm-hmm. Or am I gonna let this like dominate me? Yeah. And I think that like not only is like being on time and and you know, getting your work done, but how you come to work I think is also like super important. So yeah. first thing is just have a have a strong work ethic and, and like mm-hmm. do the little things. Be on time, get get your work done. Um how you come into work matters. I think mm-hmm. Another thing that is super important when it comes to being taken seriously as a young professional um, is something that I'm I'm not great at, but I've gotten better at as I've mm-hmm. gotten older. Is seeking out constructive criticism. Yeah, I think especially when you're early in your career and you're you're building up to your career. But honestly, maybe even in all aspects of your career, are you somebody that can receive feedback? Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of times we wait to receive feedback when we've done something wrong. But somebody who wants to be taken seriously as a young professional and somebody who wants to get promoted and, and find success in their career is going to be somebody who seeks out constructive criticism and seeks out feedback mm-hmm. that will make them better. Yeah. And what I think is so tough for millennials, Gen Z, um, I'll be honest. I, I don't buy into the whole snowflake thing. Like I think that's a little overplayed. I think that's like <laughs> old generations like being like get off my lawn. Um, but I I do think we have a very sensitive culture. Yeah. Where if you tell me I've done something wrong, I'm immediately going to take it personally and think you don't like me. Right. And what I've found some of the most some of the most important people in my life who I know truly have my best interest in mind have been some of the ones who have called out some of the like harder things for me to hear. Right. And my first instinct was to get defensive and be like, well, you just don't understand me. You don't see that. But <clears throat> the more that I like sat with it and thought about it and I knew their hearts and I trusted their hearts, the more I could see like, if I can set my pride to the side and take this as an opportunity to learn and grow, then I'm I'm gonna come out better. On yeah. the other side yeah and i think that you can wait to do something wrong or people who are like i don't want to say aggressive people who are just like very um intentional about their growth and about success and about promotion actively seek out criticism um or, or feedback that can be beneficial for them to learn and grow
0: yeah and trust that like you are a, you are young and there are things that you need to learn and you can benefit From that, even if you maybe don't agree with the person that is like giving you the feedback and maybe you do because you sought it out, but maybe you have received feedback that felt really personal or felt like it (laughs) wounded you or you like took too much to heart, like trust that you can still learn and grow from people that maybe you don't see eye to eye with or agree with or like or whatever. Um, I've just, I think it's easy for us of like just going through the internship and the nature of, like, the environment we work in. Um, we have a lot of pastoral care, like, working at a church. Um, and so sometimes it's delivered um, a little bit softer or with, like, yeah. more grace. Like, there's a good balance of grace and truth. Um, but you can always find, like, truth to, like, areas that you can grow. Like, you can always, like, take something and be like, how can I learn from this? How can I be better And trust that, like, if you do feel called to a certain career or or position or maybe God's called you to be, like, a CEO one day or something like that and you feel like you have that in you, um, oftentimes, like, that waiting season is so that you can grow so that when when that dream or that promise or that calling comes to fruition, it, like, doesn't crush you because, like, all these things have been weeded out beforehand. And so take this season with, like, stride. If you are feeling like, man, I, like, feel like all these things in my workplace and I, like, have these dreams and aspirations, but I'm receiving this feedback and it's, like, crushing me, like, take that crushing and, like, trust that, like, God's going to, like, work things out in you. You think of, like, a <clears throat> King David of when he was, like, called to be king. He was, like, a young shepherd boy and that promise actually didn't come
1: for years yeah
0: for years and years and he had yeah. to sit under a leader Saul who sucked
1: and, they did try to <laughs> and kill him. tried
0: to kill him through yeah. spears at him <clears throat> um and so trust that like there are things that you can take in stride and just like things that can be worked out in you and so yes seek out constructive criticism and when you maybe receive feedback that like ooh stings a little bit then like seek God and trust like okay how are, is there truth to this? How can I learn from this? How can I grow from this?
1: Yeah, and it's here's the thing. Out of all of these things we're going to talk about, this is probably the toughest one. But we <laughs> talk about it second because I think it's it's outside of just being a professional and having a work work ethic, it might be the most important. Yeah. Because not only is it going to make you grow, but it's going to show the people in your organization that you want to grow, and yes. and as a boss. Like, as somebody who is in charge of employees, I love when somebody comes to me asking how can I be better rather than me having to feel like I've got to, like, force them to grow. You know what I mean? And, I mean, that's part of my role here at the church is with, like, interns is, like, (laughs) I'm going to make you grow. You know know (laughs) what I mean? But I think it's tough because, yeah, like, a lot of us on a normal day don't think we do a lot wrong. And it's not that you're necessarily doing something wrong, but it's just – be the kind of person that can take feedback and criticism and grow from it and be better. Yeah. So how to earn your stripes, how to be taken seriously as a young professional in the workforce and set yourself up for success and promotion. Have a work ethic, be on time, be the last to leave, um, show up well, seek out constructive criticism, feedback is for your benefit, um, learn from it, grow from it. And this is one, the next one I think is actually really important and we don't talk about enough, but- it's having aspirational mentors, um, Mm. have aspirational mentors, not just don't let just anybody mentor you. Mm. Um, cause I think what can happen, especially in like the professional career world, just because somebody's been at your job long, doesn't mean they've been doing the job well, if that makes sense. And I think like, sometimes we can maybe try to like attach ourselves to, somebody who has just been there for a while and maybe knows the ropes. But just because they know the ropes doesn't mean they're trying to climb and find success at the same level you are. Like, you know, there's a stereotypical, like, I don't know, like Stanley from The Office. He's been there for forever, you know. (laughs) Yeah. And if you go there, like, and and you try to attach yourself to Stanley, he'll show show you what to do, but he'll never show you how to be better and, and like, mentor you in a way to go above where he's at, you know. You always think of like those stereotypical coworkers that clock in, clock out and go to happy hour together after zero aspirations to grow, zero aspirations. Maybe this is just a job to them, whatever. Um, But you need to find somebody that you like aspire to be like. That's Mm -hmm. who you want speaking into your life. Now, you might not be able to go and sit down and be best friends with the CEO, but maybe you can find somebody who's at least a step ahead of you two steps ahead of you Mm -hmm. pick their brain how did you get here what do you see in me again that feedback like what do i need to do how can i grow how do Mm -hmm. i get to where you you are yeah um because a lot of times we just kind of clump up with like our friends or like our equals and that's great i'm not saying like ignore your coworkers, but have aspirational mentors and one thing that i've like personally found is Even if you don't have a ton of like in-person mentors, we live in a day and age where you can be mentored by the greatest people in your field by podcast and by YouTube. So true, yeah. There's pastors that have spoken into my life that will never know my name. Yeah. But I've like I've listened to their stuff, I've applied their stuff, I've I've honestly like let it challenge me and correct me and form me and shape me. And, you know, hopefully I get to meet these people one day and like thank them. But even if like, let's say there's somebody in your office where you don't even, you, you don't aspire to be that one day, find somebody in your field, listen to all their stuff, mm-hmm. like taking that information, learn from it, grow from it. Um, but always be like setting yourself up to learn. Like yeah. we say never be the smartest person in the room, but like be the dumbest person in the room. Like <laughs> always try to be the person that has the least to offer because that means You've got the most people to learn from and grow from yeah, so, that's so i good. think like having aspirational mentors is a really great way um maybe not to necessarily be taken seriously but again i think that it shows people you want to grow yeah but i think it's a great way to set yourself up for success and promotion um and just learning how to do how to do what you're doing better at a higher level
0: right and it makes you like willing <clears throat> to learn yeah it changes that and like it sets you up to realize that for the rest of your life to always, like you said, put yourself in a position of like finding people that know more than you and yeah. learning from them and never feeling like, oh, I've arrived. I have nothing new to learn. Yeah. You know, like always like having a mindset and like learning that from a young age of like, man, how can I just like be really like like a sponge, you know, and just like yeah. constantly learn and absorb things. Um from the people around me who have, like, gone before me or no more than me. I love that. That's good.
1: Yeah, so seek that out. And then also just remember, too, like, people are your greatest asset. That's something that I'm, like, learning because I'm, like, an introverted person. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I have friends. I love my friends. Um, But I think sometimes, like, I, I you think that you can get to a certain place in life without people. And I don't mean, like, using people, but I just mean, like, when you surround yourself with an amazing team and i like and when i say team i mean like friends mentors whatever yeah you're going to go further in life because a person can open a door for you faster than your skill or ability a person can speak something into you like can see something in you that either needs to change or maybe needs to grow like maybe you've got a gift on your life that you never mm-hmm. knew about and and they call it out in you like a person can see that faster than a youtube video can yeah. you know you know what i mean right. like youtube is great like podcasts are great with like learning from a distance but people are your greatest asset like people people are going to be the the foundation of like not just who you become but what you build in this world and so um never neglect people like have us aspirational mentors but also like just see the value in people for just being people and and knowing mm-hmm. that like you're only as good as the people you surround yourself with so yeah that's good yep that's real good work ethic yeah. constructive criticism aspirational mentors and the final one what's the last one we're gonna talk about today number four I've
0: heard you say this so many times teach people how to treat you
1: yes it's good I think that is so important mm-hmm teach people how to treat you. Um if you want to be a professional, act like a professional. Yeah. Like if you want to be treated like a professional, you be professional. You have to teach people how to treat you. If you want people to think you're a responsible person, res- respond to your emails, which I struggle with. But but like, <laughs> res- like, like it goes back to that work ethic. Right. Be, on, be on time. You teach people you're professional by being on time. Yeah. You teach people you're professional by getting done what's asked of you to get done. Yeah. You teach people you're professional by, by how you conduct yourself mm-hmm. in the office. Are you always joking around, always distracting people? Or do you know the right balance of being social and knowing how to work? Mm-hmm. Um, how you talk about other people yeah. in the office te- teaches them who you are. Mm-hmm. It, it, how you speak about others and how you speak about situations at work reveals your your true character to people like you can do all this stuff but then you open your mouth and it shows people who you really are honestly yeah yeah. so if you're trying to be taken professionally um but you're a gossip Mm -hmm. people aren't going to trust you right because they know that you're going to talk bad about them the first time you do something that, that that or they do something that bothers you like can you not keep a secret, but like, can you... Can you be a vault? Yeah. Can you can be you, trustworthy? Yeah. Can you be trustworthy? Maybe you been you were led in on a conversation that um, not everybody needs to know about. Are you going to run out and tell everybody because you think knowledge is power? Mm-hmm. Or are you going to be the kind of person who, if somebody comes to you in confidence, you're going to respect and honor that person enough to hold that confidential information close and not use it as a leverage tool yeah. to grow? Um, and this goes down to even small things like how you dress shows people how to treat you. Honestly. Yeah. Like, I mean, if you, if I I don't, I know that like just throughout the years and especially post COVID, like work environment has gotten a lot more relaxed, but Mm -hmm. like there's a difference between showing up to work in your pajamas and showing up (laughs) to work in like a casual outfit. You know what I mean? Like at our job. We're very relaxed. Very like, casual. Red Rocks is very <laughs> casual. I mean, I wear Lulu shorts all the time <laughs> into work. But there's a difference between me rolling in with my hair undone, not not combing my beard. Um, I don't know, like, having, like, a workout shirt on that's got, like, stains on it. Right. Versus, like, coming in at least, like, semi-put-together looking. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Because think about it. Like – especially for men and not even men to women, just men in general are very visual. And and just what you s- see about somebody says something about somebody. Right. Are they put together? Are they, do they present themselves in a professional way? Mm-hmm. Or if they don't, it, it's just a cue to your brain of like, oh, they don't take themselves seriously. So why should I treat them yeah. seriously? You know That's what a I mean? That's good point. Um, and so, yeah, teach people how to treat you. And, and, mm-hmm. That's even like having the courage to go up to somebody and say, hey, like, I don't like how you said something to me. Or in this email right. to our office, it felt like you kind of like put me on blast. Like, mm-hmm. come talk to me before you air yeah, out like huge. our problems. Right. I think you teach people, yeah, not not to be a broken gong mm-hmm. or whatever, but it's you the things you do how you speak, how you present yourself, and the conflict you're willing to have, the confrontation you're willing to have, teaches people how to treat you in the workplace. It teaches people if you're a professional or if you're somebody who's just like clocking in and clocking out and not taking this seriously. Yeah,
0: that's really good. Especially like there's so much that can help. Like you're working with these people every day. Yeah. And so they're (laughs) – eventually whether you're new how long you've been there they're going to come to conclusions about you of like oh so and so is always late oh so and so like never misses a deadline like people yeah. are going to come to their conclusions about you and it's up to you what conclusions they draw right yeah. and it's so huge of like you said of like you there's so many tr- ways that you can control that narrative by just your integrity and how you're showing up and how you're treating your coworkers how you treat people not only that are above you, like when like yeah. bosses and powerful people come in the room, but how you treat people who are below you. Yeah. You know, like there's such a and not to like hyper spiritualize it, but genuinely like you are the hands and feet of Jesus in so many of your workplaces. Yeah, in your and
1: office you might be the only representation yeah. of Jesus.
0: And so like not how are you representing yourself, but also man, how are you representing Jesus? Yeah. Cause a bad situation could happen and maybe something blew up and you did confront that person about that email in the middle of the office in front of everybody. Yeah. Instead of going to them one on one after like some prayer, and then people later are like, "Oh, she's a Christian." Yeah. And she just screamed, you know. And yeah. that's and like, she's
1: psycho. Like what? Like, yeah.
0: <laughs> so like, take that calling seriously. Like you are the hands and feet and G- of Jesus, and the Bible like calls us to look, to act, and even like smell like Jesus. And so.
1: So put on deodorant. <laughs> Or cologne, or perfume. Yeah, that's
0: part of not showing up in your pajamas with stains on them. Yeah, for real. (laughs) But no, that's so good. Treat others how to treat you.
1: Yeah, teach people how to treat you. I think, I think genuinely, as a young professional, I know it's hard. Like I remember, even when I was like looking at different churches, like in different positions that I would be interested in, in teaching and preaching, it's like you need to have X amount of experience, or you need to have like. So many recommendations of places you work. And as you're building up yourself in your career, it's not just the experiences you get, but it's how you like present yourself in those experiences mm-hmm. that will set you up for success or failure. And so I think a lot of this just comes down to being teachable, yeah. having a strong work ethic, um, having a vision for your life that's like beyond this moment. And then just having the courage and the character and integrity to one, not only be a person of integrity, but to teach people how you want to be treated in the work environment. Mm -hmm. Um, And hopefully that goes beyond just like a, hey, don't stop being an a-hole, like, like be (laughs) respectful. But I mean, like the way you conduct yourself teaches others. Who you are in this yeah. workspace, whether you're a professional or whether you're a young millennial Gen Z who's all the stereotypes. You know what I mean? <laughs> a snowflake. Yeah. A, well, I, I hate that <laughs> I know. phrase, but like, <laughs> yes, a snowflake for lack of a better term. We'll um, think of one. Yeah, but no, this is real. And and for real. Um, shout out to my friend Ryan who came up with this podcast <laughs> idea, um, how to be taken seriously as a young professional entering the workforce. Um again hopefully you found this helpful um we know that like jobs are a huge part of our life yeah. you know and so it is something that not only do you need to be a good representation of Jesus but mm-hmm. if you just want to grow professionally um it's stuff that we as young adults need to take seriously and to put our best effort forward um, that's how you grow, and it's how you best represent Jesus. Yeah. And so, um, if you've got any ideas for podcast topics you'd love for us to cover, again, send them our way. Send, them, send us a DM at Red Rocks YA on Instagram, or you can send us an email at ya at redrockschurch.com. But mm-hmm. we love hearing your thoughts, your ideas, things you want us to talk about. And so, um, if you've ever got a thought and you're like, man, I'd love to hear your all's thoughts on this, talk about this, let us know. Those are our favorite podcasts to do. Yeah, so, for sure. Yeah. Hopefully, you guys found this helpful. Share it with a friend, um, somebody you know that's trying to get on that hustle, get on that grind, um, <laughs> enter the workforce, set themselves up for success and promotion. Um, or if you just thought it was to listen to so <laughs>
0: we love you guys um thanks for listening today hopefully you've made it to the end of this podcast yeah come, um, come but,
1: to ya on thursday come to red rocks church on sunday if you're in the denver area come <laughs> hang out
0: connor's got like his radio jockey voice on i'm here for it <laughs> <laughs> Pew 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 <laughs> that was worse than whitney's air horn I know. um but yes come hang out on thursdays if you're in the denver area we meet every thursday night at 7 p.m at our lakewood campus we'd love to meet you learn your name um and hear just yeah more about your story and make this like podcast community feel a little bit smaller so if you've never been on a thursday come check it out and then as per usual like connor said you can keep up with all the things red rocks ya at um on our instagram and on our website and so we will see you guys next
1: time see you next week peace out